UVA survives a close one down in Syracuse, and the new 2023 football season schedule just drops. You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Virginia Locked On Cavaliers podcast, your first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Our title sponsor today is FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on today to get started. Of course, today's date is 1-31-2023. Welcome to Locked On Virginia. And, and, you know, as I said in my open, you know, we're going to talk right, get right to it and talk about what happened, you know, with uh, the survival of this team, you know, and the, uh, the, 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 the guts that they played with uh, up there in Syracuse, uh, New York, uh, that dome has been known to be a house of horrors for a lot of teams, but not the Wahoos. Uh, UVA winds up pulling out the victory 67-62 to against the Syracuse Orange. And, and I can tell you, you know, the Syracuse Orange, you know, their record right now is 6-6 uh, six and six in the ACC and 13-10 and overall. That does not, listen to me, that does not tell the story of how good this team really is that team is really good they have a lot of versatile players that can score they have one of the top outside shooters in uh, the ACC and Gerard on that team they have a, a young athletic scoring guard point guard slash kind of a player immense then they have a good really good big man um, who can score and, and, and play defense uh, down low it's just that uh, UVA did a great job of staying with the game plans that Tony Bennett was putting in front of him and just kept fighting back what the, uh, you know, what the Orangemen had for them. You know, it was an exciting game. You know, I said last night, you know, this was a game that UVA might not have pulled out uh, the previous year or two, um, you know, for, for, for what I know. You know, for what I've seen from the team uh, this year, totally different, totally different team, totally different energy. You know, and how they play, um, they're versatile. There's just a lot of things that they can do. Uh, you know, on the uh, you know on the perimeter, um, you know, they have some scoring down low, not necessarily a um, a big proponent of getting points. Uh, you know, in the paint per se a la big man, traditional style, but they do have the ability to score uh, in a lot of different ways, and they can shoot the ball. Uh, they have to get away from getting into droughts, you know, which, is, which has always kind of been the Achilles heel with this team. They can play some tough defense for a stretch, but their offense would shut down. You know, So that's something that uh, seems like they're kind of understanding or feeling the 
the uh, the slowdown in the offense, and they kind of say, "All right, since our offense is slowing down, our shots aren't falling. Let me try to get to the bucket. You know, let me try to get fouled. Let me try to, you know, see if I can force the issue by driving." And, and that's you know the the mark of a good team. You know, when you kind of feel and you kind of realize, you know, when you're having a a tough game and when you need to in, interject uh, something. Uh, you know that the team needs now is it, it was a great display of uh, passing of course uh, we had some turnovers but shout out to Kihei Clark Kihei wound up having 10 count them 10 assists 12 points as I said before Kihei's playing his best basketball uh, of his Virginia career of his five years and it kind of shows you know it shows this um, you know this uh, part of the season. Uh, for some stats really quick, I mean, Jaden Gardner uh, opened the show. Uh, if you caught the game, you noticed that Jaden Gardner really knows his game, man. He knows his spots on the floor. Jaden Gardner, uh, I kind of put him to the equivalent of like a David West. If you, anyone can remember who David West was, uh, you know, in college and in the pros, he was kind of a mid-sized power forward but he would shoot mid-range shots right in that foul line foul line extended area baseline you know his game was just shooting mid-range shots not really even having to uh drive to the bucket because a lot of times the big men would sag off of him and if you do you know he just had a feathery touch and he would just shoot mid-range shots and score damn near 20 points on you just shooting little mid-range jumpers. That's what Jaden Gardner is. And he had, uh, quite frankly, probably his best game under pressure of the year. Uh, he wound up with 17 and eight. He was my player of the game. Um, and like I said, at the beginning of the game, I want to say he scored the first six or eight points uh, or, or, or six or excuse me, eight of the first 11 points. And then uh, he closed out the show with um, a game ceiling or what we call a, a charge, uh, drawing a charge from uh, the big man from Syracuse who had been just eating up the Wahoos down low, Edwards, for the uh, Syracuse Orange, drawing his fifth foul uh, you know, with, with a great charge and uh, Jaden Gardner, player of the game. And then, of course, he closed the show with a, you know, with a shot. Uh, he pulled up right at about halftime, halftime, uh, free throw at the free throw line pulled up you know and shoots the shot makes it swish and that was only with like a minute or so left a minute and a half left which lengthened the which lengthened the uh the lead you know but that is not without uh that is not to be said without um armand franklin shooting two critical three-pointers uh to get the team back uh tied and then also uh putting them ahead with the lead so i mean we had three people pretty much close the show you know you had kihei clark um you know who shot a three and also was assisting late in the game doing well with ball control um also and also getting fouled and shooting free throws um drawing fouls on some of the players and uh just you know keeping the scoring going then Ahmad franklin with the three-point shots uh, you know, at the end there to bring the team close and then, then to put them ahead. And then Jaden Gardner, 
totally close the show. Now that's a complete team, you know, that we're talking about, you know, when, you know, when this team does, you know, what they need to do as far as executing the game plan, they can do some special things. And, and we're seeing them do some special things this year. This year, the only app you need at Super Bowl parties is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about the new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel, if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on the Super Bowl. 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to whoever will score a touchdown. Talk about any bets that you like here. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy. Best of all, you can get paid get paid your winnings instantly. I think it's great. It's that great time of year. Bracket season is coming. Uh, and of course, like I said, the Super Bowl, this is when you get a ton of the betting uh, that's going on, you know, before it, uh, you know, the slowdown on the baseball season. But this is when you really get your bets in, you know, and you really want to see if you can make some uh, extra moolah. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. I can feel that this team is really finding out who they are and they really know where their strengths and weaknesses are. One thing Tony Bennett was doing, Tony Bennett was doing a great job of swapping and switching the, the lineups in and out. You know, and, and I know it's nothing new, you know, for Tony, for us to see from Tony Bennett, just, you know, another masterful time, a masterful job of, of bringing in the right people at the right time. But Caden uh, came in and uh, he actually provided some, some uh, offensive punch you know, catching some alley-oops over, you know, over the, uh, the zone. And then, uh, you know, quickly got some fouls. I tell you, I kind of, I don't know what it is with Caden. You know, I know that he's playing his heart out. He plays hard. Is he playing, you know, does he play a little bit out of control? Sure. Um, you know, a little maybe unsure of himself sometimes. Maybe. But he gives 100% effort. And he just, he never gets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to calls. It's always uh, him making a mistake as far as getting, uh, you know, getting a foul at the wrong time. And, um, but, you know, he still has a purpose when he comes in, he shuts down or, or he does a, uh, a good job on the, on the big man of the other team. Still gets rebounds, still block shots, but. Caden Cedric, you know, has uh, been a victim of, you know, this new lineup that Tony Bennett has lined, has, uh, has going in with. 
our guy, uh, Bennett Vanderpost, playing the center, Jay Nepp, power forward, Armand at three, Reese and Kihei at the guards. And it's moving. This is seven games in a row, guys. Seven games. You know, and, and you have to love that. You have to love what this, uh, you know, what this team is doing. Uh, this game, like I said, Kihei had 12 and 10. Armand wound up with 12. And, and, and those are the things, when, when, you know, when players are starting to mature and starting to come around, that's what you need. I mean, Reese Beekman uh, wound up with two assists and seven points. That may not sound like a lot, you know, but based off of how they how they play, it's a definitely a great contribution. Bennett Vanderplas, just this stat line will give you how important he is to the team as well. He had seven points, seven rebounds, six assists. Now think about that. That is your center getting that many assists. You know, he had to kind of open up the, uh, you know, the offense, you know, from uh, from a big man passing the ball to the shooters and scores. That's definitely a uh, uh, something that you don't necessarily find on the college level. A big man who can pass, accumulate assists, uh, still rebound, and also shoot the deep three. And, and, he, and he did a good job, you know, actually did a great job, you know, but... Syracuse is a tough cover, and that athletic zone that they play, you know, they're very long and bouncy, and they just give people lots of trouble with their defense. But, they, you know, they're a 6-6 six and six conference team and a 13-10 and 10 record overall. They're going to – they can beat a lot of teams. I hope they get into the tournament and, and, and uh, wreak havoc. Uh, UVA uh, has beaten them twice, has swept them this year. And, I ho- and hopefully they don't have to see them anymore. But at Syracuse, even Jim Beheim said, they played probably their best game of the year. You know, and, and I, can, I, can, uh, I can probably co-sign on that. And, and I feel like, you know, when Virginia plays these kind of games, this is when you find out, you know, how far this team has come from two years ago because pretty much a lot of the rosters, the same outside of the, the, the true freshmen, and Bennett Vanderplus, you know, you really kind of find out, you know, what these guys are uh, are dealing with, you know, and how successful they can be moving forward. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. And get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing. All in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. I will be trying to tune in on to, to that because I, I do some draft coverage and uh, I've always loved the draft. Um, it's a great time. It is almost, and it is the like the last hurrah for um, you know the college football season, of course excuse me, pro, pro season, after you have the, um, after you have your, uh, your, uh, Super Bowl, and then you get into your, um, you know, your draft, uh, free agency draft, you know, that whole circuit, uh, you know, that, that, you know, the senior bowl and all that, that, that's when, you know, you have your fun, with the with the program and then and pro game and then there's a break and then there's a lull, um, you know. Then you got to wait all the way until 
the summertime for training camp for everybody to start practicing. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. But and I just love the senior bowl and I love the uh, you know the whole thing that comes with the draft. You know that's just my you know I just love watching it. I watch every pick. You know some people that I you know watch a draft and you know they'll sit there and be like, man, you're still here. You know, or you're still sitting there watching the draft. You've been there for three days in the same spot. I'm like, yes, I'm taking notes. You know, I have my my my, uh, my draft manuals, my books, everything right here, ready to go. So um, shout out to our, our crew out there. And uh, I think they're in Mobile. They're in Alabama. So uh, let's see how this goes. Of course, they start tonight. Check them out at 9 p.m. So everybody, yeah, uh, speaking of football, uh, just – University of Virginia football program just dropped their spring game schedule. Um, spring game is going to be April 15th, uh, and it's going to be at 2 o'clock uh, in the stadium. Spring football kickoff. Now, this is the thing, man. How I, I've – I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, what do – how this team is going to recover means a lot to me at this point. There has been so much turmoil um, going on with this team for the past six months, you know, from the team just not doing well and uh, for from the team, uh, you know, for the team not doing well and also for the tragedy and now, you know, the loss of a couple of beloved coaches I'm not sure we know where to go from here, you know, when we're talking about, you know, this, uh, you know, this football team, you know, but the spring game is definitely going to be a barometer of how, you know, how this team is at this point. You get an opportunity to see, you know, your newly acquired quarterback, Tony Musket. You get to see all of the, you know, transfers, you know, actually all the transfers who have, um, uh, trans, uh, trans players who've come out of the transfer portal have enrolled. So you'll get an opportunity to see all of the transfers uh, play in the spring game. So you can kind of see what you got when it comes to your uh, experienced players. But it's, it, it's, it's really uh, a, a good opportunity to, to see where this program lies on the field. My thing is, where are they mentally? Where, you know, is this team going to place? I mean, there is a tough, tough, uh, uh, a lot of tough things to overcome. Uh, now, they also dropped, like I said before, they dropped the uh, the regular uh, season schedule. Just kind of nonchalantly, just just dropped the schedule. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't think there was an issue. Maybe they just wanted to kind of ease it out there so that there was a uh, pretty much like no anxiety about it. Just matter of fact, really, here is the schedule and, uh, you know, start making your plans. So, uh, September 2nd, they, they are going to Nashville and they're going to play, uh, the Tennessee Vols. Yes. That Tennessee Vols team that made some, a lot of waves in the SEC this past year. Um, so that's who they start off with. They have, uh, James Madison uh, on September 9th. Then they got a real – I mean, you talk about some tough games. They could they could start the season 0-3 right off the bat because James Madison 
one of the toughest teams coming out of uh, the FCS uh, and, and have moved up, and they are awesome. And they damn near out-recruit um, a lot of the Virginia State uh, football programs as well and has had a ton of success doing it on the FCS level. Then we got uh, Maryland coming in. Maryland, actually, they're going to Maryland. Uh, and I've been to Maryland, a beautiful facility. They got um, uh, Talia uh uh, Tua's, uh, I'm sorry, T- Tua's brother, Talia Loa, who is one of the top passers, you know, in the Big 12, and he, excuse me, Big 10, and he's going to do, you know, his thing, you know, he does a great job of getting the ball out, and he's going to be hell to deal with up there in College Park. Next game is NC State, that's a Friday game, that's September 22nd. And uh, NC State, that's, a, you know, th- that's that's going to be just a headache of a game because you got Robert or Nye, Brendan Armstrong. Uh, that's kind of the, 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 the gathering. And I'm not sure exactly how, you know, this team is, is, is going to, you know, is going to react to that. But Brennan, of course, is going to want to, you know, get together with the, with the UVA and just burn them. Same thing with Robert and I. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any love lost there. Then you got Boston College, the game after that. And then October 7th, which is kind of weird. You got William and Mary kind of, you know, uh, sticking in there. Uh, usually the, the, the games that are FCS kind of a teams, you got those earlier in the year. But, you got William and Mary wedged in there. And then there's a bye week. And then after the bye week, you got North Carolina, which, you know, battle for recruits, just another uh, tough game there, you know, with their quarterback, who is absolutely phenomenal. Then you got Miami, you know, and that's at Miami. You know, that's, of course, North Carolina game is at North Carolina, too. They got back-to-back away games where UVA hasn't done well. Then after that, you got Georgia Tech. You're at Louisville on Thursday, November 9th. Then you got Duke and Virginia Tech. This is a very tough schedule, um, you know, for this team. I'm just not sure where the wins are going to come from. You know, I got to see the spring game. I got to see how this team is developing. You know, they lost a ton of offensive linemen again this year, you know, Um or, or offensive linemen that actually have the experience. The year before, they lost their entire offensive line. This year, they lost three other offensive linemen who had played and also have, um, you know, who who just did not want to be there anymore. And some of those guys have, like, transitioned on to life and just did not want to play football. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard that um, uh for a player who actually still had eligibility and could, um, you know, and wasn't injured or hurt and could still play. But, yeah, that, that's those are um, some of the things that we're dealing with here, you know, in uh, Charlottesville. But uh, I got to see what's going on with this coaching staff. Of course, they did appoint um, a new uh, a new receiving, uh, receivers coach, and it's Adam Mims. Uh, Coach Elliott uh, elevated him from, he was the 
uh, offensive analyst, senior offensive analysis analyst, and uh, he's taking over that position and looking forward to see how he does. You know, with that position, you know, um, Marquise Higgins, quite frankly, could be the most beloved assistant coach to ever coach here in the uh, you know at University of Virginia, and fan bases was irate and just wanted answers and you know just i don't know it's just a mess right now um but um you know i got some more talking to do we got some more uh speaking to do on uh, a lot of subjects uh when it comes to wahoo football but you have some of the dates the 15th they kick off the or the actual game uh april 15th uh, i think they start practicing um march 15th then the game is uh, april 15th two o'clock kickoff then of course you got the schedule so Go check out your schedules, make your traveling plans, and uh, I'll be there as well. We'll be able to talk some more, and the cycle continues. But um, uh, be on the lookout, okay, and, uh, ooh, in about a month, um, I have baseball coming up as well, baseball and lacrosse, so be on the lookout for that. And then, of course, we, we get these uh, this last month out of the way when it comes to the basketball season. Then we can jump into some tournament talk, which is uh, always hot, you know, and fun. But uh, thank you guys for making Locked On Virginia your first listen today. Before your second listen, check out the brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus hear from big game experts, coaches, players, throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, guys, and I will see you tomorrow.